Hello, people. I'm here with Prue, who's just had a, an amazing experience in the jungle with a plant-based medicine called ayahuasca. And I've also got my friend Stavros here, who might be able to help explain what the happening of that occurrence was a bit more, more than I can, or more than maybe Prue can herself. Welcome, Prue. <laughs> Hello. Maybe. Stavros, maybe. welcome. Hey, gown. <laughs> I don't know where this conversation will go. Like all these conversations, who knows? But where do you want it to go? <laughs> deep. Let's get deep. <laughs> Into the abyss. No, I'm just curious, Prue. Like, like it's just, it's getting more and more popular, and it's something that fascinates me that I'm curious about trying. What drew you to it? Um, I've been familiar with it for quite a few years, and I, it feels like everything has led up to the opportunity that I had to experience it, and especially this year, I am. Um, Earlier this year, I discovered Vedic meditation. Um, I also did a lot of work with a counsellor and I've done a lot of clearing of my material things in my world. And then I was offered to come and on this weekend experience and I was like, it just felt right at the right time. Mm. It was served on a platter and it just felt like the thing that, um, the next step that I needed to do in my journey. Right. Yeah. And it unlocked, did you get what you wanted out of it or was it different to what you expected it to be? Um, yeah, you actually go in with an intention of what what you want to get out of it. Mm. Um, so I went in with my intention but I was also very, very open to whatever that experience may have been. So I didn't do a whole lot of research. I didn't want to be filled with other people's experiences and too much information. So... Um, I just went in with an open mind, open heart to see what would happen. Cool. And what were you sensing that was blocked or what was your, that deeper reasoning why you desired it? Um, if, if, if you sense anything was blocked at all, you know, I'm just assuming that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there was definitely blockages. I think we've all got blockages. Oh, we and, certainly um, do. And I – there was – things that were always coming up in my life that were stopping me from taking the next step or moving to the next level or um, really achieving what my dreams. Mm. And um, it, so leading up, the few weeks leading up to it, it was really coming clear that I needed to do this. I was starting to get sick. Mm. So I, I'm a photographer and mm. I've worked really hard to do what I love and I'm so grateful for the amazing people I get to work with every day. Mm. Um, but I was getting to a point where I was on a shoot and I wasn't feeling as connected with my clients because that's the main thing for me. It's not the actual photos, but it's having a deeper connection with them and making them feel comfortable and have a space to be open and authentic of who they are. And I was feeling disconnected and then I also was getting sick. I I never get sick over the last few years, hardly ever. And my body was just really breaking down. I wasn't looking after myself. I was being grumpy with my friends, mm. um, just really imbalanced and so not having fun anymore. Mm. And and then also being irritable at my daughter constantly. And, you know, that's not fair for anyone. And what's the point mm. of living a life like that? Mm. Um, so it was a really good time for me to just really step away from it all and get some clarity and mm. clear out the blockages. Um, awesome. Yeah. Because that's, that's the, I mean, Sarah, she'll be able to jump in a bit better than I can here, but that's my understanding of it is that it, 
it allows you to go to places that you can't really that would take you know like a year of psych classes or psych therapy yeah yeah or years of meditation living in a cave and trying yeah. to access the and what's it, what, what's it doing neurologically or in your brain or in your system what's it doing to because you know like i've done dmt and that experience is like like it just opens you <laughs> yeah. up to all your portals up and yeah. it allows you to see everything yeah well dmt is the the main ingredient in ayahuasca so dmt is an endogenous chemical that's already in your body um the speculation is where it's synthesized in your body. So we'd all test positive for it. Like we're, they can't drug test for it because we're always buzzing on it. Mm. Um, so for years, it's been speculation because so many ancient cultures pointed to the pineal gland, which is in the center of your brain. It's like this, the size of a grain of rice. And like, you know, in the vein. Oh, is it only that small? I thought yeah. it was like about the size of a small golf ball. That's what I thought yeah. as well. But I just read uh, Rick Strassman's book and I'm like, Grain of rice. Wow. Jesus. Maybe that was just his one and we all got way bigger ones. Yeah, I yeah. think I got a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's the biggest. <laughs> Mine's like I'm this so big. woke. <laughs> Mine is uh, aroused. <clears throat> but, but yeah, so it's like, so that's where, it, that's the spiritual hub in our brain or the antenna to the, yeah. um, the, the things we can't perceive with our immediate senses. Well, it was always called the third eye or the crown chakra or even in Judaism, it was the, the Kabbalah. Um, the seat of the soul, Rene Descartes called it. So all these different cultures were telling the same thing. But um, and and the weird thing about it is it has rectal tissue like an eye, and it's it's got rods that are similar to your visual cortex oh, really? as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like it's it's got this uh, reservoir of water, and in that water are these crystals. They're called piezochromatic crystals. It's like yeah. piezoluminescence. And the best analogy that I heard about it was if you flick a lighter, there's crystals in that. And when the crystals get compressed, they release photons. Right. So the same thing happens in your brain. And when those crystals compress, they release all the colors of the rainbow. So when you synthesize DMT from a plant and crystallize it and you smash it, there's a big puff of color. Oh, wow. Just a big really? Rainbow. Is yeah. there really? Yeah, man. Because when I was, I was tripping, I saw lots of rainbow. I saw rainbows. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So that's... Yeah. I tasted rainbows. You get synesthesia, like you can oh. hear. Wait a minute, what's a rainbow taste like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you can, you can hear color. Synesthesia is like this. I think there's people who actually have that. They're born with synesthesia yes. where they can. Yeah. So, sorry, so synesthesia is yeah, tasting color. But yeah. what's that thing? So your brain does that and that, that allows you to see, has a high perspective of your body. Like how can we describe it for people? Oh man, it's, it's limitless. There's so many different, like it can, it can show you so many things. There's always the consistent theme with DMT that there's three stages depending on the potency or the, the dosage or even where you're at with your mentality. And they always say there's the gates, the wormhole, and then the breakthrough. And the gates is, um, you know, everything changes. It's like as soon as you hit it, because the onset when you smoke it or inject DMT, um, it, it you know, people same, say, similar to ayahuasca, though, this, this kind of trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So DMT is just a short, really short acting. You just get catapulted straight away. It hits within seven seconds. Yeah. So instantly the fabric that weaves your reality just dissipates into the ether. And you're like, because <laughs> yeah. when I was told, they're like, yeah, just so you smoke it and you take one hit and you hold it in for as long as you can. So I'm like, shit, what's that? Like a minute? Is it like holding your breath underwater? Yeah. Within seconds, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you're not even consciously letting it out. Your body's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, your body reacts to it so gleefully and readily. It's like you, your body is designed 
it burns it like an energy, like a sugar. Mm. It, it just um, transports it across the brain barrier instantaneously. Um, so the... What was I saying? So, so Ayahuasca. It, yeah. 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 So, but it was the gate. You're talking about there's three different levels of mm. their experience and Prue might be able to chip in on where, what yeah. she felt is relating to hers. Um, there's the gate and then you... The wormhole. And then the breakthrough. Yeah. yeah. So the wormhole is like going through that, that vortex, that tunnel with geometry and colour and just going rapidly through the cosmos. Um, I think it's not as fast with ayahuasca. Yeah, no, the soft herd, yeah. yeah. They figured it out, man. They've been doing it for thousands of years, ayahuasca. Mm. Yeah. And um, the problem is that you can't ingest DMT. So you can't eat it, but it's in thousands of plants. It's a really basic molecule. Yeah. Tryptophan is in everything. And like every living organism has it. So it's too trivial. Biosynthetically, it's two trivial enzymatic steps away from DMT. Um, so the problem was that you couldn't eat it. But it's in thousands of plants. And in the Amazon, these shamans, these primitive cultures, figured out their own pharmacological solution to digesting it so they could integrate it properly for longer and slower and do the, give it the, the attention that it needs and, and the ritual and that sort of thing. So they got one plant with DMT in it. And then they found this other plant which in a completely separate area of the jungle. Um, and they're quite a rare plant because your body produces something in your stomach called monoamine oxidase, which breaks down DMT as you ingest it. That's why you don't trip out every time you eat a salad. That would be, that'd be unfortunate. <laughs> or fun. <laughs> I can see souls. Well, fun lunch break. That's kind of Insightful. what the word needs. Yeah. 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 So um, these plants that they found, yage, which is what they use in ayahuasca, um, yeah, it breaks it down. So um, it, no one knows how they did that because there's 80,000 different species of plants in the Amazon. Yeah. They say the plants told them and then you do it and you're like, that's not that crazy. Or well, the spiritual gods. <laughs> yeah. Well, Aya. So yeah. when I actually experienced it, it's not actually, and I like to call it, it's the sacred plant medicine mm. rather than people thinking it's just a drug that people go and take. It's, we are drugs, man. It's a medicine. Yeah. Mm. And so it's a healing medicine. Mm. And, um, and when you have it, you actually get connected to the, the spirit of Aya. Mm. And I'm not quite the mother, sure. mother, they call it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. quite sure if it's mother nature or if it is her own spirit. Yeah. And she's seen either as a jaguar or as a snake, and I saw her as a snake. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I can talk about that, that part of my, oh, the man. DMT part of the experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell us what that was then. Yeah, so um, I did it over two nights, two different ceremonies. So the first night um, I had it. And it started coming on quite slowly, like maybe up to 20 minutes. And um, I was like, oh, no, have I just had acid or something? Am I just going to be tripping out all night? Like, what is this about? And so I was kind of hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And then I was like, you know what? You've come all this way to do this and have this experience. Just let go. And I did. I just let go and went into it. And um, so on the first night, I was a lot more intense and I saw her, I, I like to call it a her, mm. um, as a snake. And she literally went through and scanned every part of my body, like a snake just going in and out. Mm. Um, and it sounds quite scary and it was a little bit psychedelic, but it was also in a way healing because I knew she was scanning for finding things that were wrong with me. Mm. And the day before I actually had a bit of a tummy bug and I just felt her go down and she just like literally grabbed it on my stomach and went... Phew, 
let's get that out of there and clear the way for some more healing to be mm. done in your body. Mm. Um, the second night I was a lot more scared or about worried about doing it because the first night I was, I had so much come up and it was very fast paced and intense, but I was in such a safe, comfortable environment where I felt really supported. And, um, when I started going into it first, I saw the rainbows. So like these faces of rainbows kind of merging into each other. Wow. And then, um, and then it got quite full on, but interesting. It was, I describe it as being defragmented. So my soul is completely separating from my physical material being. Right. And then realizing that my, my soul has lived many lifetimes mm, and yeah. this is just a vehicle for this lifetime. And it's, and it's kind of like nothing's actually real. It's like, well, can this, you can you double down on that experience itself? Like, what can you elaborate on what that sensation felt like, other than it was just a knowing? Yeah. Um, did did it have a picture or? Ambition? Yeah. So the pitch, so the pitch is really hard to describe. Um, it was kind of like there was an as if there was a bit of a building that was quite geometric, and then it would just kind of break apart into these all these different dimensions and levels and walls and mm. um, pixelate. Yeah, apart it's very DMT. And yeah. just kind of dissipate mm. out. And so then I had no realization of where my body was, like, uh, where right. my feet were. So there's some people who I was doing if they were getting up and dancing and stuff, and I'm like, there's no way I'd be getting up right now. I don't know where my feet, to my arms, to my hands, to my head. <laughs> but I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried about it because you just have this really trust. comfort, trust in knowing. It's it's that clarity in seeing your soul is safe mm, and that. Right. Well, it's eternal. That, By the sounds of it, it, it doesn't die. Yeah, I understand now that the the eternalness and like my best friend came and did it with me. And I realized that me and her had actually been in another lifetime together. And there was actually other people that I've, that came to me in it. And I was like, Oh, we knew each other before. We're all been on, oh, we've been wow, on this yeah. path. I've had that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I actually messaged mm. one of them when I got back and I was like, you know, we've, we've met before and there's so much to learn from one another. And it's just when it might not be this lifetime it might be the next lifetime. So but nice. so that all became really, really clear to me. Mm. And also just, not being attached to the reality of things as well. I've been, since coming back, been a lot more letting go and not attaching to mm. ideas and my to-do list and everything that I have to do and you need to do this. And, do you know what, what I mean? What, yeah. kind oh, of I stuff. totally know what you mean, but what was yeah. the experience for you that led to that? Um, during the ceremony? The non-attachment, the awakening of, oh, I don't need to attach. That's a, that's a philosophy that goes across all the spiritual teachings, particularly Buddha, non-attachment. Yeah. And Vedic. Um, was it was it similar to what you learned of the Vedic stuff? Because we practice non-attachment with Vedic meditation. Yeah, I, I haven't been doing Vedic meditation for as long. Mm. I've only been doing it since January, mm. um, and so I think that was a little stepping stone into this. Um, but the learnings I got from my ceremony compared to the meditation over the last eight months was tenfold. Yeah, but. so it all just really became clear. And, and so the, the detachment part of it was really just the beginning. So you have the medicine, you have the really psychedelic part where it defragmentizes and you separate from your body and your mind. 
And then you start getting into the deeper stuff, the deeper healing where Aya actually goes into your body and finds those blockages from your childhood and the all the things that have been really holding you back in your life to clear it and get it out and, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, it's a bit, from what my understanding of it is that it can, the difference uh, is that you can be shown a light on what the blockages are, but to integrate the changes takes, I mean, for me, consistent meditation to be aware of them daily. But, you know, like ayahuasca or DMT can only show you these things. It can't, it can't integrate your transformation. Uh, it's almost like is, a catalyst. Huh? There is integration after it. So after each ceremony, you do have, you talk about your experience with the group and everything. But I, I mean, like the year after, you know, like... So you're talking about actually going through and clearing those blockages and how quickly does that change your life? Yeah. So for example, the other day my mate did a, like, just made me aware that I am actually scared of letting people close to me and that's why I push them away um, because I feel like my family haven't understood me and so therefore I don't feel like they truly love or understand me and that's why I don't get close to people that I don't believe and judge will understand me. Yeah. And, and it was just like... Like you put, you just like did what DMT would do to me, made me fully aware of it. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. And then I just cried and cried and cried. And then I was like, all right, now, now that truth, I now I need to go integrate that. Next time I see someone, I'm just innocently with you, aware and being, you know, present. um, And then I could integrate the learnings. You know, there's a big difference between becoming aware of a learning or a a truth and then actually actualizing it yeah. in your behavior. So I think I definitely, um, I had, you know, was suffering similar things in my life um, from childhood things of being abandoned and um, having a really high standard of my life and my work and not letting people in too close of fear of being hurt again. Mm. Um, and so from the experience on the second night, I actually went through, sounds pretty crazy, but I experienced every element of trauma of my childhood in one whack. Whoa. Physically and <laughs> mentally. And it... Um, D- did you summon it or did it just bang you? Like, shit. It knew memory? that's what yeah. I was there for. Yeah. I was there to really get that out of me and clear it up. People um, don't get that when you try and explain to them. They're like, oh, you what, you're just seeking kicks, are you? Just drugs. And you're like, oh, oh it's, it's not fun, man. <laughs> it's not fun. It's, it's the onerous. most, you know... To go and experience every element of fear and trauma that you've ever had in your entire life in one go, it's not something you go do for fun. But what happens is you go and you do that and you experience it all. Like my body was convulsing. I I was crying. I was screaming. I was doing this breathing thing that I'd completely forgotten about. I had no memory of, but when it was happening, I was like, I used to do that as a kid. I used to go to my room and have this intense breathing and it mm. was my safety mechanism to make me feel comfortable. Oh, wow. Mm. And I went through that and doing that and so it was, I don't know how long I went for, but my friend who was there, she's like, she just wanted to reach out for me. She actually had to leave the room because it was that full oh, on man. for her to see yeah, me experience no. it. Um, but for me to go through and experience it again, it means I got it out and I opened it. So once I went through that part of clearing it all, it's like my whole body opened up, like my feminine side, my 
I felt like I could move. I started singing. I just like, I cleared, I cleared it all. And I just feel so much lighter and freer and open. Did you you purge? Because a lot of people describe having like a, like a poop or a cheeky vom. I don't don't like it how everyone is just like, oh, did you vomit? Did you poo? And it's like, that's not really a part of it, but Mm. on the, only on the first night I did. So I actually, um, I've got a bit of a story about this tummy bug. So the day... Tummy demon. Well, that's... Yeah. So when she... I talked about the snake going in and then finding it in my stomach and then pulling out, then I did vomit it out. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like... I hate vomiting. I would never want to vomit, Mm -hmm. even if I'm, you know... Apparently it's a nice vomit, but it's just like... It's just if you're ready for it or not. Like, obviously shamans do it and they know what they're in for and they... Don't have anything to purge. I think it's just a representation of blockages or sorts. Yeah, well, it just got that sickness. They're like, well, we can't work with you with this tummy bug happening here. Let's get that yeah. out. And I actually saw her in the bucket, and it was like I was tripping out a little bit, but I saw Aya in there going, "Yeah, look what we just got out of you." And after getting that out, I just had this wave of euphoria of like, "Oh, wow!" I just feel Incredible. so much better and lighter. Okay, let's get to work now. So, and then let's let's go back to what you said that you felt like it unblocked, like all those that childhood trauma and you experienced all in one whack, which would have been so intense. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I feel like it was actually more intense for my friend seeing me go through it for me because I'd already been there before. It, it made it a little bit easier. It wasn't in a, a way. Com- compounded. Of all of them, didn't you say all at the same time? Yeah, yeah. I think it was over maybe half an hour or so. Um, yeah. So my body shaking, the breathing, the crying, um, yeah, all that, just... all that fear that's held down for so long, and what that had been doing to my life, it'd been um, really affecting my own self worth as well, which also affects my business and my whole world. So that's what was really holding me back, all this trauma that was so deep down that I couldn't even remember it. Mm. And then I've- Well, let alone see it in your day-to-day, you know, and the... What's the when you like? What's the word? You know, you're really good with words, though. What, what's what's, what's the, that word when you we're just like anesthetized? Ana- anesthetized. Anesthetized. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Asleep to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, that's a, <laughs> just a simple problem. bovine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Let's keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you um. So then you you can see all these things, and you saw saw how it was blocking you in actual ways of your work, etc. Yeah. Well, I didn't know why I was. I felt so blocked and stuck in my work and my career and not being able to move forward and not being able to, um, like I've got plenty of friends, but I would only allow them into a certain amount of me. Mm. And people, many people have said to me, they're like, you are just not open to being loved. Like you don't accept people to love you in your life. And... And I was like, yeah, I don't really know. I don't have an understanding of love. Like it's not really clear to me because I don't, I didn't really get that as a child. I didn't get affection and love. Like, so yeah, it was something that I really had to clear to open myself up to allowing it into my to life. Flow that, that's yeah. an interesting point because I was, I was thinking about that yesterday. What, what does love mean anymore oh, with Jesus. the secular narrative that we've, <laughs> that so many people imbibe like love people just throw it around like it's nothing and yeah. I, do we actually we can't measure love we can't measure that between a psychological reaction so love has to have like a divine quality to it so many people just live their lives throwing it around arbitrarily but what does it actually mean to them 
Mm. You know, and what, well, what is, is that what does profundity it behind it? Yeah, what does, what, it, mean what does it mean? You? Oh, boy. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> um, ooh, okay. So I had a DMT trip where I saw that the only truth was love. Everything else was an illusion. Yeah. It was just a distraction from love. Love, yeah. I, I, there was a point where my body just eviscerated into light and I was love. And <laughs> after seeing that, it's very hard to convey because there's no language, proper language, yeah. to be able to convey what you feel and what you see and that sort of thing. That's why, like, you know, you hear about it and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And then you do it and you're like, oh, I get it now. Like all these paradoxes, these these things that don't make any sense. Mm. Like um, that that old platitude, you know, nothing is everything, everything is nothing type thing. You have, that makes no sense. But you do it and you're like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And science is catching up and we'll be able to explain love and it's trying to explain love in a lot of ways with the frequency that your heart emits and the connection. Yeah. I mean, but to me, love is just like the process of coming together with apparent other. Like if mm. everything is already, everything is totality and consciousness manifested in different waves, like different humans, different computers, different everything. Love is just the coming together of two to see each other, mm. that we are actually the same. Well, I think, and, and in that sense, it's just a process. It's <laughs> isn't there two? Then they say there's two emotions: there's love and there's fear, and you're either doing something out of love or fear. I think fear's the the underside of love. Fear's the the um, there wouldn't be fear without love. Mm. Like fear's the shadow of love. It's the lacking of love. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's my understanding. I think I think all fears. <laughs> are you taking the piss? <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. I love it. Fear is the shadow of love. That's beautiful. <laughs> Could be a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what is it to you, Fru? Love. Yeah. I think I need to. Um, you know, I've only just gone through the process of opening up to love. Mm. So for me, I feel like I've, I've still got work to do mm. into understanding love. It was um, it was interesting um, after the first night ceremony, and each there's ten of us, and each person goes around and talks about their experience, and they're like, "Oh, I felt pure love. I had angel wings growing out, and all this <laughs> stuff." And I was like, it "Got to me," and I was just like, um, "I love I was hanging out with a snake. I, <laughs> yeah. I am frazzled. I don't know what just happened to me. I was." Definitely not a ball of light feeling love though. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, I, a lot happened and a lot changed within me, but, mm. and it's, you know, it's everything in life is a step. And I think I've stepped closer to being more open to it and mm. having an understanding of it, but I definitely haven't quite reached that stage of Experience. clearly knowing what, what love is. Mm. I think, yeah. I think mm. all fears and anxieties stem from the unknown. So we're, we're in, in this rat race with, with those trepidations. And we, our imminent mortality is going to... We're going to have to face that at some time. We're going to have to deal with those demons of, of what, what is existence, what is reality, what, what, why am I here, what, what, what is anything. To learn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that with, um, with DMT and, and ayahuasca and that sort of thing, the theory is that you have this primordial flush at birth and death. So that's the gateway between dimensions and souls. Mm. So going there and, and coming face to face with it and then coming back to this life and being like, oh man, we're just here for a flicker. It's, it's all good. It's all going to, we're just going to keep returning the energy. We'll, it's, it's all good. Don't worry mm. about it. Mm. So There's work to be done really, though. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And I don't I mean think, like do nothing and be okay um, with it. Mm. A big part of ayahuasca and people going through the experiences is about you're there to learn 
mm. and then to bring these messages to the world and share it. Mm. Because if more people have experienced that kind of thing, um, there'd be more world peace. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it would just be, it just brings so much clarity and truth. Yeah. So that begs the question, does it need to be like, uh, integrate it as part of like modern medicine. <laughs> like for me, it does. Like I've, mm. I know people that have had, gone into psychosis, like one of my best friends, and had all these DMT like experiences, but totally self induced. Like no medicine, no yeah. ayahuasca, no DMT. Just went what people would call mad, mm. but really what I would call a yeah, just like Kundalini, like total spirit flowing through him. It was all aligned, and he felt the the totality of the pain of all of humanity. Of, you know, you said you, your childhood trauma, he felt that for all of humanity across all of time. So all the rape and pillage and all the horrible, all everything, he just experienced it all. And it was so much that he just wanted to kill himself because he, he, it was too much. Like he wasn't, he wasn't facilitated through that journey yeah. by, by going, hey, what you're experiencing is this mm. and it's because of this. So the, my, my, well, my beef at the moment <laughs> with that whole thing is that our culture isn't set up in a way where we can facilitate or help people's um, spiritual development, um, greater understanding of what their, the nature of their reality is, um, you know, and specifically people that go quote unquote mad. There's no facilitation in in a lot of Eastern cultures. Those people are taking it under the, the wings of the shamans and taught yeah. how to connect with um, and. Well, Teach. schizophrenia, people that were tested with schizophrenia have tr higher trace amounts of DMT in their urine. So there is a link there. And right. shamans walk into a mental hospital and what they see is just, because we just drug them up, put them away. That's the worst mm. thing you can do. Yeah. Just put them all together, give them drugs, sick. Sedating them. Um, yeah, it's horrible. So they, there was a, I was reading a story of a 13-year-old boy who had a psychotic episode. And a shaman took him back to Peru. It was six months of integration. He was back to normal and he became a shaman himself, so... Um, it's almost like they've been given this special um, oh, power or magic. And then because we're not open to it here, mm. that people just, yeah, they call it crazy. But really it's yeah. something deeper than that, that yeah. they're offering or they've yeah, been yeah. chosen ones. Well, I mean, when you're smearing your feces around everywhere, it's hard to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> people are like, whoa, mm. oh, you're, you're condoning <laughs> this, are you? Um, going back to souls and their... Perpetuity. A, a fact I read, which was really bizarre, is a um, the pineal gland is formed 49 days after conception in the in the baby, wow. and that's generally the same time that we can ascertain the gender of the baby. Now, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which is the Buddhist doctrine, postulates that when a soul dies, it waits 49 days before coming back into a new body. Uh -huh. So. What the fuck <laughs> is what I'm saying. That's crazy. Yeah, that's an interesting coincidence. Yeah. There's a lot of consistent themes mm. when you look into it. So you it. think yeah. that's when the soul enters the body? Potentially, yeah. Well, um, they believed so. So I've got a mm. bit of a question. It's a little bit off the topic, but on the topic. So, um, What do you think of the new McDonald's campaign? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> and me seeing my soul having gone through so many lifetimes... Um, when I kind of, you know, after the weekend, I came back to reality and I was at the airport and I was like, there's so many people in the world yeah. and our population is growing all the time. Mm -hmm. Where are all the extra souls coming from? Yeah. yeah. And then actually, maybe I might answer this myself you probably, you probably will. You already know. <laughs> you've, know. Got the, you've got the wisdom inside well, you. All the answers are within. Yeah. Um, just get out of your head, everyone. Um 
Actually, that's something. So my dad passed away seven years ago, and that was when it became really clear to me that when someone passes away, their energy goes back into everything. Mm. So maybe there isn't just like one soul. Mm. Maybe it is actually just an energy form. Well, that's a good that's a good translation. I like that because yeah. I I've thought about that math before as well. Yeah, and and there's <laughs> a different explanations for different people like coming from animals and. And think of the number of animals that are slaughtered every day. It's like in the billions. It's bangers. Um, Actually, I would like to talk about something that happened on the weekend. So on the Sunday, um, I was sitting with one of the girls and I was was telling her about my dad passing away. and, And I was like, you know, he was set free. He finally found peace within himself. He died very quickly. He wasn't sick. He didn't suffer. He had a very amazing life, last few years of his life. And um, and now he's been set free. And at that exact moment of saying he's set free, a hundred or more white birds came out of nowhere and just flew across and covered the whole sky. Oh, my God. Everyone man. saw that. And I just started pulling my eyes out. And she saw them were just like, oh, my God. And that was just a confirmation that everything is oh, one and connected. Mm. So, you know, that was – I was very clear-headed. We'd been awake all day doing stuff. Yeah. I wasn't – didn't have – Drugs yeah. in me, or whatever people <laughs> want to call it, yeah. it was very clear, and everyone saw it. That's beautiful. I, I had this experience, the, the most profound experience I have, because DMT has taken me. The, although sometimes there's been very consistent themes, there's been ones which have just stood out above all else. And um, this one time, it just felt like I was this. I had no idea who I was here. I had no idea who Stavros was, or identity self wasn't a thing. But I was this multifaceted soul, which was infinite, and I knew everything. All the secrets yes. of the universe. And I was like, yeah, I know, whatever. And then you come back and you're like, as you're coming back, it's like, what? hang on, what? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of purging, I need to make a wee-wee. Oh, you go I for it. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, going to go purge a little wee yeah, 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 do a wee-wee. <laughs> cool. Um, that's so interesting. I find that such a beautiful story about the birds fluttering. I, I've had moments like that where undeniably total connection with the greater intelligence of you know, because we're so we're so like in our own world, in our own awareness of reality. But then when you align yourself or get your body in alignment or get a greater perspective of the where everything that's going on, you know, it's such a bigger picture of of everything that's transpiring. It's just so beautiful to be able to experience stuff like that. And when you experience stuff like that, you can't kind of can't go back to going. Yeah, hey, you can't deny it. Can't deny it. Can't go. Well, there isn't anything greater than me. It's so. I mean, it's, I mean, it's terribly ignorant to think that it's not ignorant. Sorry, it's just forgetful <laughs> to think that um, life isn't all much greater and deeper than we perceive it to be. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. So tell me more about like the the daily integration of the your new unblocks. You know, like um, and how how what's it like getting up each day now? And are you remembering certain times of that experience on ayahuasca and going? Um, or, you know, is it just innately in you now? It's, it's definitely innately within me. I was concerned that as, you know, time went on after the ceremony and the weekend that I was going to start forgetting things and start getting caught up back in my old habits. And, and it's really still there and you can catch yourself out a lot easier and just quickly go, right, that's right. Remember what 
what the truth is within. Mm. Um, it was really noticeable a couple of days after I was lying in bed and usually I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, go do this today, go do this today. And then it just starts going like this. And you're like, oh, my God, I've got so much to do. And you just jump out of bed and you're like, oh, I don't even have time to meditate. I've got to go do this and this. And um, and so a few days when I got back, it started happening. I was like, oh, I've got to do this today. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I know I've got to do you today. But I don't need to think about that right now because it's going to happen. It's going to get done. I can just let it go. So I'm just letting the thoughts come in acknowledging them and letting them go. So similar to when you meditate, you know, you have the thoughts come in, you acknowledge it and go, okay, buddy, I'm meditating right now. Let's worry about you later. And just letting it go. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to lie in bed. I'm going to enjoy the softness of my blankets and the light coming in the window and just really be more present in the now and enjoy Mm. each moment for what it is. Mm. Um, And also from experiencing my trauma, and as I said, I opened up, um, I've, I've just been a lot more attached, not attached, but like a lot more wanting to listen to music every morning and really physically move my body around. So dance around, sing to music and just um, be more joyous about life. And that was one big thing I wanted to learn. My, um, one of my, uh, what's it called? Learnings or takeaways? Well, one of the things, the purposes for me going and doing the experiences was I wanted to bring more joy into my life. I wanted to be open to receiving love and also giving love back and being more in the flow. Um, Yeah, so it's really changed my life. And everyone, everyone in my studio, all my clients and my friends, they're like, what's going on with you? You just look Mm. brighter. And it's Mm. like your face has opened up. And you've got this light radiating mm. from you. And I'm like... I can hardly look at you. <laughs> it's glowing. I know I have got very fair skin, but no, it's, a, it's a deep glow. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, you can see it's the same with a pregnant woman or certain people that like, you just, you can tell when they're just glowing. Yeah. Well, it raises your life frequency force. as well. Mm. You know, you you know, those times where you're feeling really high in life and you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like if I die tomorrow, I'll die a happy person. So whatever, so you know, good. just enjoying it. And you've got that high vibration and, and you're passing that energy on to people that you meet and raising their vibrations. And that's why I feel like if more people had these experiences and, you know, were passing on this vibration and this energy, mm. it's just going to uplift everyone 100%. and yeah. just create an amazing world isn't it that's what the world needs one thing that you said i really like that takes away from the mathematical thing just jumping back to what you said about the souls like it's like this blanket of life or like this the 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 field of existence or life is is just like a ball and then soul you know souls pop out and go into humans or like and then they go back into the great you know, you know, and I really I like, like that. that because it's that's what I took from what you said, and it just transformed my. Hey guys, what about reincarnation and how many soul cycles can one soul have before it evolves? Like it's, it just feels like it's much bigger than that. It's like mm. this energy field or a ball that's like that's total unmanifested consciousness, and it, or or maybe even just like the great field of life, human life, and animal life, or Earth life, or whatever you want to call it. Let's just call it Earth life because we're all on this big planet, circular planet, universal life, universal life, <laughs> and it's just desire and evolution. So every time it comes into a body, it just wants to evolve. That's its greatest desire. Once it witnesses itself, then goes back, and then you know, once it's once the field of evolution is complete enough to raise the frequency enough, it goes back and then raises the frequency of the next soul it goes into, or 
I mean, really, I don't know how it works, but I'm just trying to imagine yeah. the picture. But I love how, what you said, how it really just flicked a switch in my brain of looking at um, what existence is on this earth or in the universe in a different way that it, it's a ball or a field mm. um, rather than a, a finite number of souls. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> yeah. you can't put a number to it or there's, there's, there's no such thing as numbers. Yeah. This, and this is the crazy stuff that I never quite got that people talked about and threw around ideas of about how everything is a reflection of your imagination. And I was like, oh, whatever. Mm, like, t- Terence cool. McKenna said we live in the condensation of our imagination. I love Ooh, that. That's, condens- condensation, though, isn't that just like water on the windows and the steam? <laughs> hey, it's steamy. It's silky. It's, I like it. I like it. All right, leave me alone. Yeah, I think a really what what needs what people need to understand is it's not all love and light. Don't just go and do psychedelics because it can mess you up. People can lose their minds. Mm. There was a dude who took ayahuasca, killed his father. It was mm. it was bad. Oh, he was he in a safe environment. Yeah. With- well, I mean, that's 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 the thing. Like the validity of, of shamans. There's a lot of shifty shamans, like we were talking mm. about before. Um, he kept so psychedelics aren't addictive. They don't work off the same neuroreceptors as those, you know, dopamine circuits and that sort of thing. But some people are just far too intrepid and just want to keep pushing it. They just want to keep perturbing their consciousness and, and gain knowledge. But What's I'd, perturbing their consciousness mean? Just like disturbing it. Disturbing, Distor- yeah. disturbing your everyday life. And I'd always just, just take prudence. It should come from an educated place and don't take it arbitrarily. Because I've, I've been to those, like I've been to hell on DMT. I've had a beat down from the gods. And when I did do it arbitrarily and it just you know it um, just reinforced the fact how to how you should really take it seriously and give it the reverence that it, it demands the attention that it demands mm. and that's yeah that's really important i think my yeah. um my dad actually told me about an experience he had on it so he lived in byron and his house backed onto the bushland and he had some friends around they sat out in the backyard and and smoked it and yeah they did <laughs> yeah dad <laughs> yeah. cool and cool man he said a um a an indigenous elder from the land came to him and said, "You know, I don't. Please don't mess with this. It is sacred medicine. It's not a drug for you to go and, you know, hallucinate with and have fun with. Yeah. It's actually it has a higher purpose on this earth. So, and uh, he mm. told me this experience. He goes, I'm, I, just, I won't mess with that again mm. because mm. I understand now that clarity came yeah. to him. Mm. Yeah. So." The amount of cultures that used it, the Aboriginals, because it's in Waddle, it's in our yeah. fauna, it's in acacia. There's, there's like 1,700 different species of acacia. And the tree of life in ancient Egypt was acacia. And there's even an is, Israeli uh, rabbi who's a scientist as well, and he's, he's hypothesizing that Moses, the burning bush, was symbolic of that. Mm. Um, yeah, and acacia is the most dense in DMT. Nature is literally, it, it's just, it's rife with DMT. It's everywhere. Mm. Um, well, I mean, then you just want to compare the medicine the, of the natives and the medicine of life and mm. cre- and thriving and f- facilitating our life to thrive and love and unite and everything. And then you think about the medicines in the West, which is just band-aiding, reducing, safety netting. It's not... Um, it's r- it's super fear-driven. Driven, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's it. probably why um, these sacred medicines aren't aren't used because... People can't control us if we actually yes. know the truth. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> without wanting to sound too mm. conspiracy theorist. I know. Yeah, I mean, sorry. It's, it's not, it's not though. It's like, it's just, it's pretty clear that's the nature of our culture. Right? They yeah. want us to live in fear. If mm. we, people are controlled by being in fear. If we all lived with pure love, like everyone, they wouldn't be able to control us because we would know 
We'd know what the answers are. Yeah. We'd know. We're more malleable if we're fearful. Yeah. Like but we can, like, I feel like we can shift into a state of consciousness where, like, I'm productive and I feel like I'm operating from love a lot of my life. You're so productive. Yeah. You tie me out just knowing what you do, man. <laughs> but, like, but on a bigger scale, like, people like Elon Musk, like, he's not operating. I wouldn't have, He might be operating from fear. I don't even know him. But, like, he's doing a lot of things, basically making a lot of money, doing a lot of really good things for everything, for people, for the planet. Um, and so... You know, I feel like I feel like our evolution would be like I f- I'm wondering if we're going through this like we're going to peak out on greed and gluttony and control and fear, and then we're just going to go and we'll just go a thousand times faster in our evolution once we hit love and. Um, I just thought of something. Imagine it like the next G8 conference. Yeah. They actually did an ayahuasca ceremony for the <laughs> leaders of the world. I think we would have yeah. a massive shift yeah, yeah. Let's get of a petition world for that. peace. I think Gra- Graham Hancock said that. He said every world leader should do at least 12 ayahuasca ceremonies. Speaking of which, I have his book here and I've been looking at some shit. So the pineal gland was named after the pine cone because of its shape. Oh, right? Yeah. And that was always glorified in so many. Like it's in the Vatican. They have this giant pine cone guarded by two peacocks not like real life ones they're not yeah. guards they have, they have swiss army men <laughs> for that. Train them. yeah they're like yeah what is your business um and they even the professors there they're like yes this symbolizes the pineal gland but they don't know what happens what what comes what is speculated to come from the pineal gland um how do you know that but they put it there hey how do you know that for sure um, I was, actually, I learned it from a Joe Rogan podcast. Joe oh. Rogan went to the Vatican. Yeah. Uh, there was an Italian professor taking him around. And the Italian professor was like, yeah, this symbolizes the human pineal gland. And Joe Rogan's like, oh, like where DMT comes from. And this Italian professor had no idea. Right. Um, but it's in, it's in Greek, uh, Egyptian, Sumerian, Mesopotamian, Babylonian. Like mm. these ones here. I've got this picture. It's, uh, have a look at that. Well, it's like a Meso- Mesopotamian deities holding oh. the pine cones and it's in so many cultures they're always holding and glorifying the pine cone wow yeah man that is interesting yeah i've got that book it's awesome yeah, yeah. It's, so it, yeah it's this esoteric knowledge this mm. but again i don't think they're inherently good things mm. so people have used psychedelics for evil there was a there was a aztec US army hey the u.s army yeah yeah for, for those programs and stuff like like that the um what was it called mk ultra but um, there was an Aztec warlord. I can't remember his name now. But he used to take mushrooms every day. And mushrooms are one molecule away from DMT. They're identical on a chemical structure. The only thing that makes them different is they have uh, phosphate and oxygen, which allows you to break it down, which is really bizarre. That's interesting. Um, really, really bizarre. And the, the trips are meant to be quite similar depending on dosage and that sort of thing. He used to take them every day, and he believed he was in communication with a warlord. <laughs> And over four days, he human sacrificed eight thousand people, and the Freemasons. The Freemasons take it. I mean, look, free, I don't. That's that's conspiratorial. I don't know if the Freemasons are actually bad, but I think they've had, they have a pretty questionable past. Um, yeah, I don't even know who they are, but they sound jolly if they have got free in the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's interesting. Like, I think I agree. Like, I've had some. I think it it's can even. Grizzly. You, or you just got to. Be really conscious or know your intention when you're doing it, mm. really. That's, that's, what, the that's way what I was thinking of intention. Yeah, know your intention going into it. Don't abuse it. It's not to be abused. See it like it's a medicine. 
because it is. Yeah. Um, it's not a trip. If you see it like a trip, you you you're riding without a seatbelt. Yeah. You kind of you you could get hurt, and a lot of people do get like you say really hurt. They prolong psychosis, like mm. uh, you get throat drug induced psychosis. Like even Tash Sultana, I think, talks openly about that. Yeah. The musician in Australia. She ate it on a pizza, which you know, and she was seventeen. And mm. so you know, a, a lot of people that I know that have taken mushrooms, they have no idea. Mm. They have no idea what it does, how it affects the body, that sort of mm. thing. Mm. They take them at parties. They go to like raves. I remember when I was like sixteen, because I used to. I came from the Belgrave area. They used to eat them all the time at parties, and I'm like, it's such a sensitive environment, mm. especially when you when you're taking something like that. Mm. Um, the nature of psychedelics is that of nature itself. The the we're in this cyclical, you know, chaos and order, rebirth, decay. It's it's both sides of the spectrum, yin yang type thing. Mm. So it mm. you know be prepared for anything yeah it's kind of like dealing with the you see the, the life force of life coming yeah. through mm-hmm. you and the life force of life is i mean from my understanding or when experience is like creation maintenance destruction if we wanted to really just make it mm-hmm. simple and that's the vedic worldview on the life force of life or the you know the elements sorry of life mm-hmm. um and we it's pretty undeniable we all exist we all got created we all maintain our bodies then we all destruct yeah <laughs> you know but like if you if you're going into the the root of that, that occurrence is that it's strong yeah. <laughs> and in its purest doses, it's... Well, yeah. there's, there's been some breakthroughs medically with psilocybin, which is the, the ingredient in mushrooms um, at the John Hopkins University over in, over in America. They've been using it to treat post-traumatic stress, even smoking. So people that want to quit smoking, the success rate after one to two heavy doses of smoking, six months, six months after, 80% success rate. The next best, best thing... We have to quit smoking is nicobate gum, and that's like twelve percent. Mm. But that's that's in conjunction with cognitive behavior therapy. So you're not, you know, at a party just mm. eating a bag of mushrooms. It's mm. dosage. It's all all this sort of, you know, again doing it from an educated place. Mm. Um, it's very powerful. It's kind of like it reduces you to your baseline mm. of life, well, and then these, you, you start from there. A lot of these um, like drug addictions and smoking and alcoholism, it's. It's all based from trauma mm. and mm. and unblock and blockages that people are holding on to, and their escape from it is through taking drugs and smoking and alcohol. And so, a lot of people with these addictions have gone and done ceremonies in South America and come out of it clean That's of their addictions. So true. That's so. Both my parents had severe drug addictions yeah. when I was a child, and something I really learned from doing the ceremony was. That was their journey. Like it did put me through a lot of trauma, but it was their lifetime and they, they were brought into this lifetime to go through that and come out of it and, and experience it. Mm. And, um, you know, I wish they got the opportunity to go and do that. But if I look back at their heritage, which I have done, it's been passed on through generations and generations and generations. And I feel like I'm working really hard on this lifetime to break the cycle of mm. what is happening. And it's friggin' hard work. Yeah, it is. It's really, really hard work to um, to clear the curse, I guess you could call yeah. it. Um, but something I did learn about reincarnation and what our children, what like you know how they say that children choose their parents? And I've always been like, why did I choose my parents? Why did I choose to put myself through such hell? And I think that it's, all the time. it's your calling. <laughs> it's become very clear to me. So from doing the experience, so 
For me, being born as their child, I gave them strength and purpose to overcome their addiction. So both of them overcame their addictions. My mum passed away when I was 13 and she was completely clean for a few years. Mm. She was in the healthiest, fittest, in the best space that she'd ever been in in her life. And then my dad did a few years later. Um, So I gave them the spiritual strength and purpose to overcome what they needed to in that lifetime. What I didn't receive from them was love and affection. Mm. Or they loved me, but in the best way that they possibly could under Mm. the circumstances. My daughter is the most loving, compassionate, affectionate person I have ever come across to all walks of life, to animals, to every human she meets. She's just, she just radiates love. Hmm. So I'm learning what love is from my daughter. So nice. So I feel like as parents... We teach our children how to read and write, how to eat, how to walk, how to do the basic material things of living. But as children, they're our teachers and they teach us spiritual, what we need to spiritually learn in this lifetime. Mm. So That's beautiful, for her. Isn't that yeah. lovely? It's like you painted a really lovely picture of the evolution of your family. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's, it's just nature transpiring, uh, aspiring to evolve and um, purify yeah. and uh, not operate from these blockages. I think that's a really great perspective that any kind of uh, a disease or disease or um, parasitic force in our lives like smoking and bad habits and all these things, that they're, they're coming from a blockage within. So yeah. once, once we go to the root of that blockage, we can just pick it out and then... Like you know, like life force energy. Once you get in line with that, like through meditation or ayahuasca in a really short time, you can you realize how you've got all you need inside you. Yeah, it's all there, and it's amazing from doing sorry meditation this year. How much my life has just changed from that. I've just really gotten into the flow of living and things. I don't. If you ask my friends what I used to be like, I used to worry all the time. Yeah, I did ask them. I asked them before this podcast, and this is some awful things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was known as the warrior, not the warrior. Now I'm the warrior. Um, <laughs> oh. Slight oh. change. Yeah. Um, that old chestnut. Yeah, so now, yeah, from even the meditation, just not holding on to things and not worrying about things, just being trusting in everything comes to what I need. You know, when you need it, it's all a learning experience and, you know, it's going to push you a little bit and you're like, ah, too much. And then it'll pull back and you're like, okay, (laughs) but it takes you that next step so then you can get the next challenges in life. Go balls deep in life. Do it. Don't be afraid. That's beautiful. Like, I love that. It's like love serving you what you need at any point. Like, you, it's not, I don't know, it it never really wants to fuck you up, you know, like Mm. when you're in line with that. It wants to just really... It's only giving you. It's always constantly just trans. You want wanting you to evolve a little. Because if you don't take that step, you're going to stay down here. So you need to take that step and go. Oh, oh this is uncomfortable. Oh, mm-hmm. don't know if I can handle New ground, this. Adapt. New ground, and then, adapt. Yeah, exactly. And actually, um, a quote someone posted recently that I went through a really dark stage last year. I spent two days lying out in my courtyard, unable to move. And I'm like, what's going on? What am I doing with my life? And um, <laughs> people in the outside world had no idea. But um, Someone posted this thing and it said, sometimes it feels like you've been buried, but really you've been planted. That's nice. Yeah. That's lovely. So you Mm. feel like you're so underground and you're dead, but you've just been planted this seed and you're about to flourish into your next part of life. I love that. I like it. It's the same thing as a breakdown. It's actually a breakthrough. Mm. The, 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 The flipping of what it feels like to what it, the bigger picture of what nature is trying to do to you. Yeah. And really it. 
what a beautiful existence we have just to evolve and experience life and that's our purpose is to evolve. Yeah. And you can't feel the the beauty of life if you don't see the hell of it because you don't, you know, yeah. you don't kind of see if everything was just same, 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 it's like, I'm like, mm, yeah, great. You're just kind of monotone. But, mm. you know, experiencing really hard, hardship makes the good times even better. Mm. So, but, but I find the trick is to witness either. Like, mm. uh, instead of being an embodiment, like I used to be of a lot of things, and I still can be if I'm not less aware, um, but witnessing the darkness. You know, like you embody it to a certain degree because we're humans and we're manifested consciousness through a body that can do that. But like the more I find I meditate, the more I can witness either. And I'm still evolving and I'm still raising. It feels like growing, but it's um, feeding into it. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like buying into it as the absolute truth. Like this crippling fear and paralysis of overthinking is not who I am. I can experience that and I can see myself experiencing it. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like that letting that, it's the, again, the flow, let it flow through you, acknowledge yeah. it, let it go. Beautiful. Take it in and let I it was, go. I was so excited for Jeremy to try DMT because I heard he was such a fastidious <laughs> meditator and he had never done it. And I'm like, oh my God. And it was exactly what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> like most people, when they do it, they fall back and they're just like, ooh. And they just go off into their own world. He just went like, mm, like all the senses just heightened. <laughs> I just like went a, straight back, yeah. crossed my legs and was like, show me everything. The, the, first, <laughs> the first thing he said, it was so funny. Um, <laughs> I was holding the apparatus to his face and he just kind of, he looked up at me and he was like, oh, your face is like rubber. And then he pinched my cheeks <laughs> and he pinched my cheeks and he was like, oh. And then he was like, Whoa! and he went back oh. and he's like, oh my God, this is the best. Show me everything. And he, yeah, it was like watching a kid in a playground. Like he earns yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like don't, don't just, it's not, yeah. You have to be prepared it. and you know that you when you're ready for it. Actually something funny. Yeah, I feel like it just it, on that one quickly before we move on. It's like, it's, it's letting it come to you almost like it, yeah. I didn't seek it out. It just kind of came to me and I thought, like, oh, that's charming. You've charmed. You've been seduced me, nature. Something that I said. Actually, I just realized I've got not my you, journal nature. here. I'm not a sexy bitch. But you are, no, not the, the <laughs> first. I love look, that you flip that and it's like, I want. I am a sexy bitch. I didn't know if we were, you know, friendly enough for me to call you a bitch. You call- not sexy. I was going to. I was going to wait for Jeremy to leave. I mean, yeah. Separately, though. Yeah. I'll separate. Anyway, no, yeah. anyway, let's move on. It's a inherently bad thing. Yeah, yeah. That's offensive to dogs. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with them. Um, okay. Where were you at? Where, what was you Actually, at? after the second ceremony, I was going to say how honoured that I felt that I was chosen to have the experience. Right. So it came to me and I was chosen and accepted and just gone, you're ready for this and we want to show you what what there is to learn. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, a few days before, so I flew to where we were doing it a few days before the actual ceremony, and I got really sick. I had this stomach pain. I couldn't eat two days before. The next day I woke up and my stomach was in so much pain. I was like, I think I'm going to go to the hospital. Mm. I was actually wailing. I've never oh, been in so much pain where I'm like, oh, like that. Oh. And so I went to the doctor and he's like, oh, I think you've got a tummy bug. And I went back and just took, you know, buscapan, all the medicinal, you know, Western medicinal stuff that just puts a Band-Aid right over the top of it. (laughs) And so I told my friend when I was coming to her, I said, look, I don't think I'm going to do this ceremony because I'm really unwell. 
And she's like, okay, that's all right. And she's very experienced. And she was like, okay, yeah, you're right. You don't have to do it. And I got there and the shaman said, you do understand that this is medicine. It is going to help you. It's going to clear you. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I've been in real, a lot of pain. Mm. And so that was the, the thing that came out. First thing, straight up, let's rip that thing out of you. On the Sunday, what I realized <laughs> is Aya, the spirit, she knows that you're coming. She knows that you're coming months before. And so a few days before she came into my body and she started preparing me for it because you need to fast a few days before so that you can fully absorb every part of it into your body. If I, if she didn't come into my body that day before, I would have been on my computer answering emails, just like editing photos, getting stuff out there and being all hectic. But because I was in so much pain, I couldn't even reply to a text message. There's mm. no way I was opening my laptop. I couldn't eat funny. a thing. And she was like, I'm going to have to do this to you to <laughs> make you stop. <laughs> I need you to completely stop and relax and prepare you for this. And if I if that didn't happen, yeah, I would have been so hectic and then be like, oh, let's awesome. take it, come on, what's going to happen? That's <laughs> you know? so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I feel like I love that. I, I've had a similar experience on my 30th birthday when I was like, oh, all I want to do on my 30th birthday is be alone in the jungle and experience God in a way that's completely non-doctrinated um, mm. and and like it was about three weeks before I wanted to feel that then about one week into that continual praying or asking for I got su- I got to, uh, food poisoned I was in St. Lucia and like just the most horrific food poison I've ever had and just purged and just like my whole body went clear and I, it was only a year later that I realized why that had happened because a week after that on my birthday just at my regular meditation that's when I experienced like total unity consciousness and connectivity with everything like my body was a field of light and just w- physical sensations were waving up or, up and down like woo, woo, woo. wow is this and, through meditation and just through meditation and it was yeah. just it was just my same buddhist practice that i've been doing for years before and um and, but at this moment where i give all my thoughts up to god or just away to the greaterness of everything um in that motion, that's when it just got given to me. And it was like, I didn't, uh, like I'd been asking for it, but I didn't know when it would come or how it would come or even if it would come. But then it was just that a total experience. And I realized that that purging or that food poison previously was, was yeah, nature's intelligence getting me prepared for what it, what it wanted to give, what I wanted to receive kind of thing. Yeah. Making way for yeah. And how, and you went in with such a very clear intention and so you're open to receiving, and then we were like, yeah, yeah. let's give it. But I, but I didn't know when it would happen, though. Like, I didn't know it would happen in that meditation practice. I thought it could, ha- you know, I didn't even know how it was going to, I didn't know how it would come what I was asking for, but I just knew I wanted to experience it. I wanted to have a direct experience. And that's why I feel like any of these teachings in Alaska, like any great spiritual teaching points you at this, you know, to look within. Mm-hmm. And that's what ayahuasca or all these medicines do is they almost force you to look within you know like and that's if you're ready for it you can do it and you yeah. see it but if you're not ready for it you just get fucked up really yeah. get fucked up and like you say there's plenty of people that have been fucked up yeah i've also seen the opposite like people who haven't been ready and, and that's the, that's the thing that like the the usual anecdotes are that people go through there's a myriad of colors and geometry and then they break through talk to these deities archetypes mm. these denizens that inhabit these other planes of existence but then again like I've seen a guy who lived a 30-year life in a trip and he just got up, went to work, nine to five, had a family, just that mundane drudgery. And he came back in 10 minutes and he's like, 
I got to change something. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. So that it can it can go mm. anywhere. Oh, okay, That's anywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I suppose. So what is the key then? The key is to be um, nimble and adaptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like because you know, what's the best advice you could give t- to everyone that is curious about doing? Uh, man, I think both of you. Like, it, like I did. I did two years of research before I did it, and even now, it's like. It's like bungee jumping. Even if, if I were to go, I probably won't touch it for ages. But every time I've done it, it, like my hand's shaking. I'm like, I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. My heart rate's up. It's taking that proverbial leap. It's like a bungee jump. You just got to bite the bullet. You and surrender control entirely. Yeah, completely. You just have to surrender and be prepared for anything. Don't try and fight with it. Don't try and reason with it. It's just, just have faith in yourself and, and existence and just. So that's go where with the it. trauma comes from trying to. Trying to battle with it, grab, yeah. Especially people it. don't know what they're in for, man. Like, um, yeah, so many people are just so like the amount of people that I know that have wanted to do it, and I've been like, do you, do you know about it? Do you know where it comes from? You know what it does? And they're like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like if if they're expecting it's going to be like weed or something, I'm like, dude, you have, you have no idea. Mm. Actually, a friend of mine accidentally had it. I remember, yeah, this was funny. I accidentally smoked some DMT. Dude, this, this was the funniest moment. He, um, someone, someone had done it that day, a dear friend of mine, and uh, my other friend wasn't there at the time, and we were smoking the marijuana, a bit of that old chuff. And then um, he came home later, and the, there was a bit of DMT or chunga. Chunga is the plant form, which is a bunch of plants with DMT in it and the crystals throughout it. Um, that was left in a bong and my mate came home and he was like, oh, I'll have some, have some weed. Um, and so he put weed in it and then smoked it. Didn't realize that there was DMT underneath it. And he's just sitting there. We're all talking, listening to music, having fun. And it, we just see his face go, oh, no. <laughs> and then we're just like, what? And he's like, oh, and we're like, oh God, everyone be sen- sensitive to the environment. Everyone, you have to be sensitive to the environment yeah. as well. Like, yeah, shit. Wow. Everyone, you don't want someone there that's going to ridicule or, or castigate anything that you say because mm. you're so vulnerable. Mm. You're so vulnerable. Like Every sense of yeah. your body, your hearing, your touch, taste. Mm. You could mm. cry. You could just anything, so like scream. You it can... reminded me of something. I was, um, I was hearing really loud noises. Mm. Um, like oh, really? people clanging around in the kitchen and it was noises of the kitchen in my childhood and like doors opening and closing oh, wow. as if it's actually really there. It, you're just so overly sensitive Isn't that to nuts? everything. It's yeah. like, it reminds me of what Laura was teaching us in meditation the other day. She was saying how the, there's no such thing as past or future or, or present. Like it's, yeah. you, you're accessing those quote-unquote memories, what we perceive them as memories, but there are experiences that you can go back and address or change your relationship to mm. those experiences. Mm. Um, and so th- it's interesting that you would experience them in a three-dimensional sense, almost yeah. like sound and vision. It's very strange. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, time distortion is a big thing. I don't know if it's the same with ayahuasca, but because DMT is so rapid and it just catapults you in, you hit this void where time, present, past, future is all the same thing yeah, and yeah. it's still forever and you don't it feels like infinity mm. but at the same time it feels like a flicker it's like a flicker of infinity which makes no fucking sense i'm mm. aware mm. but uh, it's a long it happens it's a long period you have no idea of the time but that yeah. mm. that infiniteness mm. is just it's there you're like whoa and that scares people <laughs> yeah that that terrifies people but that's it's not literally like for me it felt that's like the inf- nature of reality yeah nature of existence is infinite yeah like, like think of the size of fucking everything 
like the you, the planets, then the solar systems, then the galaxy, and then where does like space stop? Where's its war? Yeah. And what? Why is it even there in the first place? And how the fucking long has it been around? Like, dude, the, I, the, I can trip myself out right now just, thinking yeah. about. Why the fuck is there existence at all? Man. Like, and how long did it take to manifest into these clever puppets? Dude, I, I psyched fuck? myself out. I was in a flotation tank yesterday. Fuck! Yeah, dude. I, like, really? I went oh, down really? that rabbit hole. Like, and and who created it? What? What is this? What yeah. is it? Why, it's a matrix. It's a matrix. But, like, how Physical. long did it take yeah. to come into existence? Just vibration. <laughs> You're just vibration. Yeah, but it's, like, so tightly vibrating that it's, like... Holding together. Actual, yeah. like, there. It's Gorgeous firm. cashmere. <laughs> cashmere. Sexy bitch. Fucking <laughs> sexy bitch with the cashmere and the psychedelic. Yeah, but that's just nuts, like, when you think of, like, why was there even space in the first place? Mm. Space was the first thing before air and then everything materialized and manifested. But why is there even space to begin with? Like, why, and why is it expanding? Where's it expanding into? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. He's gone down the rabbit What's hole now. What's the point? What if but, there was nothing? Th- nothing is everything. I told but, her. But everything came from nothing. That's what's fucked up about yeah, it. Man. <laughs> it feels like a matrix. It does. One, one thing, it feels like this life has happened before for me now. Like, after doing uh, DMT, I had this trip where, it was just this one trip, this one instance, and that was the most profound, where I just looked at my friends, my dearest friends, and I just looked at them like I didn't know them, but I did know them. Like, I, I'm like, hang on. Like, I'd seen them after hundreds of years. Or from, yeah, different lifetimes. And I'm lifetimes. like, I know you. I'm like, we've, I'm like, we've been here. We've done this. And then I just fell into it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> hey, but cool, cool thing is psychedelic. The word psychedelic comes from the ancient Greek psych, which meant, originally meant soul, but now oh. it's, you know, psyche. Delos means to reveal. So it literally translates to soul revealing. Oh, wow. Oh. Another word for that is entheogen, which means generating the divine within. That's beautiful. Generating. Yeah, sexy, isn't it? What do you mean generating? So put it all like together. Generating it. Hey? So put it all together. Which one? All of th- all three of those things. <laughs> Psychoentheogenedelic. No, not, not that word. <laughs> the meaning of each bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So psyche? Meaning- no, just the meanings together so, so, as so one. So divine generation slash soul. Revealing, what, revealing, revealing of the divine the soul. Divine within. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the answer within. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she wanted to ask you to just to 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 make you feel like you knew it, but even yeah. though you're yeah. the one that made it up. It's so scientific about everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think you have to be sometimes because if it's too arbitrary, people can't access it. They're like, oh, it's just a bunch of woo woo. But if you can talk to them with, about with molecules, science, <laughs> yeah, about molecules, you're like, it's in you. It probably happens when you die. It, yeah. it probably does. Like, mm. let's be honest. I've felt like I was dead. So, yeah. you know. Um, if it's all direct experience, this stuff to me, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. It's like, mm. if you, if you don't know what, if you have an ass- assumption on something, you don't until you've experienced it. Yeah. Really, that's a fair. Well, ba- babies have higher amounts of DMT floating around their brain. Yeah. This is dope when you total, total sense. Like when you look at a baby and they're just like, yeah. Aren't they doing that till they're two? Yeah. No. Th- first three months of their life, yeah. they're, they're, ah. they're tripping on DMT and they're, wow. and they're, they're fluctuating <laughs> between emotions. They're shitting themselves. They're vomiting. They're just, it's a trip, man. It's a reality you may not want to come to a conclusion with, but your kid is tripping dicks. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, so man. funny. That's why they work. That's why drugs work, because we are drugs. Everything is drugs. Life is drugs. If my mum could hear me right now, she'd I be like, you I don't know if I like Jesus. the word drugs. I'd rather call it like... Just ki- hormones medicine. and chemicals. Yeah, because drugs always yeah. sounds like it has a negative connotation that's to true. it yeah. to me. Yeah. I, and that's why I like to call ayahuasca a medicine. Yeah. Sacred medicine. Oh, it's to break people out of that... that 
that paradigm that they have of drugs because like mm. drugs covers everything from what's in a butter menthol to heroin. Yeah. I mean, it's mm. such a broad thing. You know, people are like, no, I don't do drugs and they'll sit there and drink a beer and smoke cigarettes and you're yeah. like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't do drugs I go to, and then they go to sleep and they have melatonin surgery. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd like yeah. to say that I don't do drugs but I do medicine. Uh, yeah, I do medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did yeah, so yeah, many yeah. medicines. Yeah. Yeah. I think labels can be so limiting, can't they? Surrender them all. Yeah. It's such a prescriptive periphery and it's crazy man it's crazy well thank you like i've loved this conversation i yeah. love where it's going it's gone like in out sideways deep it's kind of just gone everywhere yeah i've enjoyed it is there anything that you would like to say to wrap it up um, or anything that any more questions that you had or anything you'd want to talk about are you planning on trying this one day trying what oh i do pl- i plan to yeah i'm yeah. just not sure if i'm ready um i've my friend who i met in saint lucia um, she wants to do it with me at the end of the year, um, but I'm yeah, I'm feeling it out. I'm not sure, not hundred percent. It is not. I was going to do this one by myself, and my friend who had done it a few years earlier, she discovered some really stu- heavy stuff from her childhood that had been pushed so far away, she had no idea about it. So she'd been dealing over that with that the last few years, mm. and it's really affected her health. And that's why I was like, I really want you to come to this for yourself mm. but also for me and it was really nice That's because so we'd good. known each other for 20 years um to just debrief everything together it's kind of good having that person that knows you yeah, that's, mm. that's really yeah. cool that's a really yeah. good tip i reckon yeah but you do feel safe in the environment with the people you know it's that kind of thing everything happens for a reason and that certain group of people had come together to learn from one another it's like every interaction you have in your life is a learning experience. If mm. anyone's wondering... Transfer of energy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> if anyone's wondering, you can't die from DMT. You can't overdose on DMT. You can't die from it. Ayahuasca, you can only if you're on antidepressants, which is nature's way of telling you... Don't mess with antidepressants. Don't take antidepressants. <laughs> um, I'll leave you with a hypothesis, all right? So, the pine tree, the pine cone, the pineal gland... Mushrooms, one molecule away from DMT. Mushrooms grow most predominantly on pine bark at the bottom of a pine tree. Well, and then you're like, well, what's a mushroom? Like, they have male and female body parts. They share their DNA with more of us than with plants. Um, they breathe. They send these, like, complex n- neuro messages to each other under the soil to warn the other mushrooms of roots coming through. Um, it's now believed that primordial earth, before there were plants, it was covered in this giant crust of, of a fungus because they found these giant fossils that were sh- and they believed that all life was, like, shooting out spores. And that's where life came from. And then you look at a penis, and a penis looks like a mushroom, and it shoots out life. So what I'm saying is, we're just a bunch of mushrooms, and once we can come to that conclusion, everyone can chill the fuck out and get along a little bit. Stop taking yourself so seriously. You're so just a fungus. fungus. Just a fucking, fungus you, is the life force. Yeah. Fun guys. The intelli- <laughs> are, are those spores actually souls? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Sporing souls. Now who's philosophizing? <laughs> yeah, man. Potentially. I mean, shit, man. Uh, the intelligence of nature is very vast. I found some stuff that I was journaling about after my, my event. And um, the last thing I wrote was, my life now is not, a, oh, is not so much about doing, but all about being. Being free, being happy, being playful, and being loved. It's beautiful. Yeah, playfulness. Playfulness is yeah, so important. Yeah, just like, and that's that's the thing. I, you know, I, I became a photographer because I loved what I did, and I I forgot to be playful and enjoy mm. it, and yeah. and have fun with it, and 
And um, my clients that I had as soon as after the weekend were so lucky because they just got to experience my full self. And, yeah. you know, they'll send me these beautiful messages after the photo shoot going, wow, I had such an amazing time. And I'm like, it's just confirmation that I'm on the right path. And so right lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. It's just what I needed at the right time. And I just, yeah, I feel set free and life's amazing. Mm. Yeah. So everyone go do all that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you, maybe start with um, Vedic meditation. Yeah. If you get the opportunity, there's amazing teachers out there. Mm. And um, I think that is a, a great step even for all humanity. All humanity should be meditating. Mm. I agree. I would love, yeah. them, love them for to do that in their own time and their own way. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>